When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. And I'm back. Hi, I'm back. Mike. <laughs> but are I'm you back? I missed you guys last week. Mike. No, yeah, we... no, I'm just, I'm just Mike. Yeah, the subtext is you're no longer Mike. Oh, I didn't know I had a subtext to that. I mean, usually you're still Mike Templeton, and now you're not. Yeah, I mean, so... occasionally I'm Mike Templeton. I mean, I did call it before. I believe I mentioned a clone. So proof. Oh, proof. Tianon. That's my. Tianon, that's my evil. That's my evil clone, Tyke Mempleton. Sometimes I think like because we only talk to each other, we don't like we don't have our cameras on, we don't meet in person or anything. Sometimes I wonder if I'm just talking to like three AIs. I mean, you know, you know enough enough of our voices are out there that they they could probably generate AI. On that's it. what I'm saying. This is yeah. just like the, oh, yeah, the like hour and a half okay. matrix that I plug into every yeah. Thursday night. I mean, I we do struggle do enough to I feel like to like emote with my voice that uh, <laughs> I could be an AI. <laughs> that, that's that's true. If any if any of us, it's probably Spencer, the one that it's, it's at least two me. of us have met. You know what when I saw is, a is, movie with Spencer, his arm did fall off, and I his wife had to like put it back on. So that was an awkward. Moment. Yeah, like when I met Spencer, there was a weird buzzing sound, almost like mm-hmm. mechanical. Was there a I giant guess. antenna coming out of his forehead? Yep. There, right. There's a reason why I had you sign that NDA oh, at the beginning that's... of the creation of this show. Gotcha. Oh, that's what that was. I, oh. I would appreciate it if you. Why is this show know. called Chat TMNT? <laughs> We should take like our summaries and run it through that like really bad email uh, uh, TikTok filter. You know what? I wonder. I wonder how that would summarize, like how an AI would summarize these episodes. Uh, I think you would get an episode of the next mutation if you asked. (laughs) If you asked AI to write Ninja Turtles, in reality, it would just steal it. It would just steal it from Turtlepedia. Nice segue. Yeah. (laughs) What are we doing this week? Uh, we, we're talking about the next mutation. Some more. We're going to be covering three more episodes, seven, eight, and nine. That's all in the family, silver and gold, and Turtles Night Out. Three episodes. Three what we can call <laughs> episodes of the next mutation. <laughs> oof, yeah, was there. Were, yeah, they were 22 minutes long. There was audio and visual, and therefore they are episodes. <laughs> But yeah, an iconic in an iconic two iconic characters were introduced in in, uh, in this in these three episodes. So iconic is a bit of a strong word, but you uh, know. I'm I'm gonna go with iconic. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with iconic. 
Definitely iconic I mean, within the context of this show. <laughs> I have precisely <laughs> three culture. next mutation action figures, and one of them is from these episodes. So, ah, is that right? Well, I've got That's some good. interesting tidbits that I would love to get to. We've delayed long enough. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> the ancient one did tell me a story. I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. All right, so my episode is episode seven, All in the Family, like like the old Archie Bunker show. It was written by Eric Weinthal and was released in October 24th of 1997. So, after a jog, the turtles happen upon a caged turtle in an area with bad vibes. Up above them, a cell is happening. An evil hunter-poacher, Simon Bonesteel, is trying to sell the turtles to someone. The mutant ninjas nab the turtle, but Bone still sees them and gives chase. The turtles defeat him, but don't realize that they have dropped the turtle they rescued. Bone still says he will leave them alone, and the turtle teens leave, which leaves Bone Steel with his prize. Eventually, they realize they don't have the turtle and go back for her. After thoroughly confusing Bone Steel, they take the turtle from him and leave. They now have a new enemy. The end. But the fun continues in my episode, Silver and Gold, which premiered October 31st, 1997. The honor of writing it and all the glory goes to Todd Swift. We open on Mikey soaking up sewer rays when a four-wheeler on the run from the police blazes past him and crashes. The driver was a monster gorilla in a yellow jumpsuit. He makes Mikey promise he won't tell anyone what he saw. Mikey goes home and immediately tells everyone what happened and what he saw. Cut to the mobster gorilla's lair. He's talking to his henchman about being the last of his kind who now loves money. Back in the turtle lair, the brothers don't believe Mikey's story of a talking ape. Donnie is now using his tracking tech to track crime. The turtles go to stop a bank robbery. Mikey accosts a blind man and gets confronted by the cops. Leo sets the cop's car into drive so Mikey can escape. We learn the blind guy was faking and is actually a mobster. Raph and Venus carry on with their mission, spotting two henchmen sucking money out of the bank. They have a fight with the mobsters, but the mobsters escape. On the news, the robbery is blamed on the turtles. Donnie figures out the mobster's next target, New York's Fort Knox. During the mobster's planning session, we learn the Silver Gorilla is actually the last remaining Bigfoot from the Himalayas. Turns out the New York Fort Knox is almost directly above the turtle lair. The turtles decide to rob the Federal Reserve before the mobsters can. Donnie shuts down the security system and the turtles enter and wait for Silver and his men to come. The mobsters use a diamond drill to break into the vault. The turtles then confront the mobsters and fight them. The mobsters are able to trap Venus in the vault with a bundle of dynamite and escape. Donnie has to crack the safe to free Venus before it explodes. Donnie uses his birthday as the code and Venus is able to escape just before the dynamite explodes. Back at the mobster's lair, Silver is furious and vows revenge on the turtles. The end. Oh, the bold television. Next up, we have Turtles Night Out, original air date November 7th, 1997, written by Alan Swayze. So, Mikey is racing around, broadcasting his pirate radio station and giving an anti-drug PSA. He stops in a pizza parlor only to find bone steel and disguise as a chef behind the counter. They fight and Mikey is victorious, but now Bonesteel knows about Mikey's radio station and listens in to find that he's hosting a rave tonight to raise money for animal awareness or something. 
Also, a group of thugs called the Unknowables hear about the rave and want to cut out the profits. All three parties, the Turtles, the Unknowables, and Bonesteel in a makeshift flamingo costume, go to the rave. So Bonesteel is kind of just ducking around corners and climbing up rafters, trying to hit the Turtles with bolos and nets. But the Turtles are kind of just stepping out of the way, and the nets are hitting the Unknowable henchmen instead. So the boss of the Unknowables gets mad at Bonesteel, uh, but Bonesteel offers to split the reward for the Turtles with them. So the thugs go after the Turtles, but they're beaten. The boss even gets the Turtles' patented Shellquake maneuver. Uh, it's that same thing they use to take out Tatsu and Dragon Lord, uh, where they all four kind of smash our shells together. Then they beat up they beat up uh, Simon Bonesteel. The rave continues, and Mikey raises twelve hundred bucks for the animals. The end. What an incredible trilogy of episodes! Very very packed plot. Very very you know. <laughs> this is probably like our shortest summary section ever, except for maybe like Shredder's Revenge, where it was like, will they fight through the levels? <laughs> Yeah, there's a point where I'm summarizing this and I just like refuse to like break my brain enough to like go deeper in detail where it's like, nah, I, I can't, I can't do it. Well, it's shorter because I didn't do a synopsis this week. So <laughs> the 30 minute <laughs> detail breakdown. 30 minute detail of a 20 minute episode. <laughs> well, Mike, oh. you can uh, say your piece here now that we're heading into the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. All in the family. I think this is the first time we've seen that Leo's sword splits in two. Yeah, I believe so. The sword split. Which I don't know why they've waited so long. Yeah, I don't know either. Also, like, why does that happen? Like, yeah, like, what? what is the scissor movement pincer thing? It's. I think they gave Mikey something new, so they had to give the other three something new, too. So, like, you know, Raph has this the side connect to make like a staff kind of thing, and then which is incredible. Everyone loves it. Home run. Yeah, Donatello has the the telescoping metal bow staff, and then Leo needed something. So like, well, s- swords and scissors are both sharp. Let's just make them the same thing. I don't, I I, don't know. I, I think it was a toy gimmick because like the toy. Granted, in the toy, he gets two swords that split open. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cool as a toy. That's the that's the one of the three. Uh, next mutation toys i have is leonardo who are the other two i have splinter and then the one and only bone steel and then i have the hummer oh that's awesome i only so, have dragon lord and mikey with the original like run of that they were like gummy kind of right like the like yeah the they were like the, the rubbery bodies yeah okay yeah or the rubbery limbs yeah yeah so speaking of the one and only simon bone steel uh, played by the iconic Canadian voice actor, uh, Scott McNeil. Um, oh, would you say he's more like Bone McNeil? <laughs> I would not say that. I would not. I told you earlier I would not say that. the show. I made a funny. I made a funny. All right. All right. That redeemed you. I've seen what makes you boo. Your cheers mean nothing. That's one of my favorite quotes. I don't even like Rick and Morty, and that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, so, so the turtles get their very own Craven the Hunter in Simon Bone Steel. If, if um, Craven was like a deranged homeless man, yeah, with, it's which such like, a good character. Like, <laughs> and, and and here's what here's what's really funny about it is like, if the, 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 the you're gonna hate me. 
This feels like it could be a character out of Mirage. <laughs> no, no, no. He does have like a deranged so, kind of racking. So like this, yeah, he's like on. a deranged racking. Like this would have been like a Tales of the TMNT issue. No, because there, there is a poacher in it that poaches after yeah. Leatherhead, and he's nothing like this. Like that's and not to I don't know and, and not to mention he's a. Oh, man, we're, it's too early to begin to end shows. We're just talking about the second time around here. <laughs> I think so. But like, I, I, I disagree. I looked through Kevin Eastman's autobiography, and like the last page is like designs he did for this show. Like when you see that, it's like, oh yeah, that could totally fit in the, in the Mirage Turtles universe. But then when you see it on screen, it's like, well, this is just way too stupid. <laughs> no, I agree with Mike. Kevin's it's totally <laughs> like, like mirage it's just it's, it's just like a, a campier like very much campier but it, yeah 100%. i'm like i'm not saying this is like one for one a character but yeah, it's like, like well, a lot of these concepts were created by kevin eastman and peter laird you know kind of thing or at least by what, kevin eastman that's and, what's and, so funny about the show is that like yeah like there's so much of it that feels like an extension of like stuff from kevin and peter because like like you said like literally a lot of it comes directly from them uh, yeah, it's like if, which is if so tweet, funny, which is so funny why it's so bad. Yes, like yeah. if you tweaked a few things, it could be a Mirage character. The issue is, is that like somewhere, you know, when the, when the writers were writing this and in the acting that went on screen and like literally everything that went from whatever they conceptualized to the screen, it, it, got totally lost <laughs> yeah like i said last week it's like what's written on paper is pretty good and then like everything goes wrong by the time it gets to your eyes even yeah, exactly. paper, if you take this and rewrite it you get the idw series yeah like i, if mean, you like, I can write I, it well you i would IDW. love to see simon bone steel show up in idw i, I mean you, you the idea get, of craven the hunter going after his turtles is cool but yeah yeah, well, like, like the Leatherhead story features a poacher that's trying to hunt Leatherhead and things like that. Like, I imagine the Simon Bone Steel is inspired by that issue of. Yeah. I mean, of that's that's a. Ninja Turtles. I was I would say that's a bit of a stretch that anything <laughs> that they took anything that wasn't surface level inspirations, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's a very surface level inspir you know inspiration. He was a villain that was a poacher, and they were like, we could do that again, but try and make it an iconic character. And they succeeded. They ten out of ten nailed it. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> We're not in anchovies yet. We're not in anchovies yet. Anything else? Second time around for all in the family. Uh. Uh-uh. All right, silver and gold. So Spencer, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but silver feels like a character that would have come out of Mirage. Also, no, 100%. the Archie series, maybe. Mike is on point. Mike him. is on point today. Nothing but no, you, no, yeah. You're you're 100 right. Like this this would be this would 100 be an Archie character. Wasn't there a there yeah. was a Yeti in the Archie series, wasn't there? But was uh, he a yeah. mob boss? He was not a mob Where boss. Everybody dressed like boss. they were Dick Tracy characters. Yeah, I'm just kind of yeah. glad that like we have a mob boss that isn't just a regular guy like it was through the 87 series. It's visually interesting. Time. Yeah, and, and the fact that he's like not a, fun, a mutant. The fun backstory. And, and, yeah, and, and so the mutant. reason the reason why I said that if it like he was Mirage was because uh, he's specifically not a mutant, <laughs> like he's mm. literally a Yeti. Yeah, <laughs> the last of the Yetis. The that. last of the <laughs> Yetis. So he decided even to that though. New York. He, he's the one who says if you mess with this monkey, things will get funky. So it's like, are you a gorilla or not? It's 
No. Like he looks like a gorilla and Ooh. also like silver played by iconic uh, Canadian voice actor, Gary Chalk, who's played Optimus Prime. So he was Optimus Primal, another monkey. Ah, very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't put uh, that together just... in my head, but yeah, oh, I, I, as, as soon as that. I heard him talk, I was like, that is Gary Chalk. He's got every Gary time. Chalk is, Gary Chalk is one of those voice actors who has one voice, but he does it so well. Like yeah, he just he really he, acts within his own chalk outline, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Jeez, what is wrong with me? Oh, I missed you, Keith. <laughs> uh, let's see. In this episode, Leo mentions the Power Rangers, and we'll get across yeah, it with them later. Yeah. And then, uh, definitely some insp- inspiration from Mission Impossible in this episode. So people, like, it's been it, cables and stuff. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since I've seen. Um, well, what was Mission Impossible? The movie was out by now, wasn't it? It was like 95. Oh, it had to have been. Um, but, uh, God, I forgot. You sidetracked me with the Mission Impossible joke. I got off my train. 96. Um, Orange. Was that? No, no that's, that's the next episode. That's the next, that's episode. next episode. Is it? Yeah. We're oh, on I, silver and gold. Still. Yeah, we're on silver. We're on silver and gold. Um, damn it. Oh, you, what was the other reference? You, 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 it was Mission Impossible and what? Power Rangers. Oh, Power Rangers. That's right. That's right. Um, so it, it's been a while since I've seen um, the crossover episode. Um, but are the turtles transported into space? Or, or um, like a different dimension? I thought in that, that was the case. No, no. Yeah. They're, they're in the same world. They're, they're existing in the same universe. Because like the Power Rangers know who the turtles are. In, and in the turtles that. know who the Power Rangers are. The they like they the think each other is like a myth. So it's like, it, it's and so like seeing that universe, in he, which which is really cool, and I like that aspect of it, like setting up already that they exist in the same world. Um, yes, yeah, very specifically that they are you know the turtles are the underground heroes, the street level ones, and and the Power Rangers are the you know the A team, the Avengers. All right. Anything else for silver and gold? Turtles night out. So Spencer, you're so, going to hate me for saying that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. I'm kidding. Actually, I think there is an IDW reference in this episode. Which uh, is there Mikey is. has yeah, a radio yeah. station. So yeah, Mikey's got a, uh, his own pirate radio station, which I really hope is lifted from this. Honestly, I, I like this version of it better than the IDW version, the way it's implemented. If I'm being honest. I don't know. The concepts are both the same, and and honestly, it's it's the same for each. Mikey's just looking to make a difference with it in it's mutant just, town and acceptance of mutants instead of trying to end poaching. It's just cooler when he's driving around, like so flamboyantly in a Hummer while he's doing it. It's just how is so that much cooler. headset so powerful as to transmit an entire radio station? I mean, Donnie has satellites, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. like Donnie has <laughs> oh, satellites. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's tapped into the satellite. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. a satellite. Um, he's on Sirius? Jeez, Louise. I like that Mikey successfully sets up a furry convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They totally abandon any kind of pretense of, like, being ninjas or being in the shadows on this show because they're driving, like, every time they go out, they, like, they go the Hummer, they go the bike. They're just well, throwing no, a rave, remember, inviting remember, everybody they like know. Leo, yes. No, Leo, Leo says like the ninja code, like in, in, uh, I forget, I think it was uh silver and gold. 
where he talks about like the the ninja code is like about not non confrontation. It's like they're like is they're they're and as we said in the first episode, like they're making it up. Like shinobi means like mystical nin like magic ninja. Yeah, and to be fair, they they found a new way. So that's right. Yes, yes, they found a new way. So anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's like, see. Guys, I, the status quo is different now. We found a new way, the turtle way. way. That's what you're watching now. <laughs> Completely different. Um, I already mentioned the shell quake. I think we finally get a name for it. That like when they all four like smash a guy together. But also during the fight, I was thinking about that. That's got to be devastating. Like, oh yeah, that would crush your organs entirely. Do you see the the way the the main guy like flailed about afterwards? He's yeah, completely I mean, crushed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they absolutely yeah. murdered that guy. Yeah, he absolutely 100%. has some broken ribs at the very least, you know. Yeah, yeah. Might have punctured along. But also Michelangelo does the same like handstand flip kick to the face thing that they did in Secret of the Ooze. So they're even using like the same fighting techniques from those movies, which is kind of cool. Which like gives more like credence to that this is a sequel to the movies, not the cartoon show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've like growing up, I never thought this was a sequel to the cartoon. No, I think it was kind of advertised that way. It's and and that's the thing is like I I think it was advertised as a sequel to the cartoon. I mean, I would imagine they were kind of like as they're trying to make it successful. They're like, "Hey, you liked that? It's this, but real." But this, like, I mean, just the fact that it's live action, not a cartoon, and it's like they're using the sewer layer from two and three. It's like, no, this is this is a hundred percent a sequel to the movies. Yeah, yeah, this is like why I don't the aesthetics they carried that. over, but then like the yeah. tone and attitude is directly cartoon in their veins. Yeah, and then dialed up many times. Really, <laughs> it feels like the third movie to me. This is why I don't like agree that 2007 Whoa. is a sequel to the movies because like the only thing that has in common with the movies is that it is a movie. Like this has way more in common with the movies. Yeah, exactly. Like this yeah. is a better sequel to those movies than 2007. Yeah. You're you're right. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing about like the original trilogy that you would you would believe that those turtles are going to get jobs. Like <laughs> that's just no. <laughs> <laughs> They're still giving wet willies. And the fact that like these like they're almost 18 uh now in these in these movies and the show starts about 3 years after you know Team and T3 was perfect the, the timeline perfectly matches you know what i was realizing the weirdest part so like in the original movies yeah they're like they're like 15 and seemingly in most iterations of the turtles they're 15 right yeah. in mutant mayhem i believe they're also 15 right yeah which that it's so wild to actually compare like this is when they're treated as 15 and if we look at all the other iterations they're not 15 you know even though well, yeah, I mean, it's a byproduct of having 30, you know, 30 to 60 year old men playing these characters like <laughs> six. Yeah. I just imagine the super old guy in the turtle suit. He's like, look, well, I, I say, say 30 to 60. We got a... <laughs> I say 30, well, not, sat in, in, the chair. not in the suits, but I mean, I'm, I say 30 to 60 because, you know, like you have the 87 guys still doing it. Um, But no, uh, it, we didn't. And I think we I don't know if Spencer's going to keep it in, but we teased it earlier. But like. There's a freaking Droog in this episode. A Droog? Yeah, from Clockwork Orange. Oh, like, yes. The main yeah, gang yeah. member. I didn't, I didn't know what they were called. I just know, like, I've never seen Clockwork uh, Orange, you didn't know but I know Droogs? the look. I yeah. Know the it's like, it's such an iconic look 
that like you look at it and you're like, oh, that's yeah. a Clockwork Orange. The, ga- the gangs were called the, the Droogs. Yeah. Well, in, in this, they're called the Unknowables. And there was that <laughs> yeah. Kevin Eastman issue that was the Unmentionables yeah. that was based on the Untouchables. It's like, we've we've taken it far enough, Kevin Eastman. We need yeah. to stop. It's kind of wild how this show, there's there's a lot of like adult references that like only adults would know, but they made like such a kid's show. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've talked about this before on the show that like, in it seems like it was definitely more common in like the 80s. But like this weird concept of like taking a rated R movie and turning it into a children's property with action figures like Rambo. Yeah, yeah. or like Toxic Crusaders. Or Robocop. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they, they take like this rated R movie and then they're just like, you know, some guy was sitting down, probably had one too many to drink and was just like, you know who would love this? My 10 year old son. Like my 10 well, year old son would love Rambo. <laughs> he had one too many to, to drink up his guys. nose is the problem. They were like <laughs> up video games, nose, yeah. toys. How does Rambo translate to the kids? <laughs> yeah. Hey kids, do you know Vietnam? Yeah. Yeah. PTSD like man with guns. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, to be fair, like as I wa- as a kid, I don't know what your parents let you guys watch. I watched all that stuff, so it's not like it's not like to me it ever felt like this is something that's not for kids. It was like, yeah, I'm watching RoboCop and that guy's melting all right. <laughs> That's what kids do. Uh, all right, are we good to move on to anchovies? Yeah, definitely going to be if our we, longest section. If we I can mean, find any, guys, I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, really. Mm. <laughs> no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. Oh, all, right. all in the family. So the, the, the endangered turtle that they found is, is a red-eared slider. It's like the most common pet turtle <laughs> yeah, you can, you can yeah. possibly come across. It could not <laughs> have percent. the worst example of an animal. But that's the turtle turtle. So it makes it's a reference. Yeah, that's what the turtles are. I, I think he calls it something different, but it's definitely a red-eared yes. slider. Yeah. Yes, he calls it something different, but you look at that and you're like, oh, look, it's a red-eared slider. The turtle that you can go and buy at any pet shop. Yeah, and they get this huge PSA in the middle of this thing about pet turtles and kids playing with them, and like yeah, like both Donnie's dumb like, and boring. Yeah, Donnie's Which like I thought that was great actually. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not the worst thing to include in a Ninja Turtle show where you know Mike plenty and of kids went out to buy turtles, but it's like Mike it's, it's really just that weird. Turtle in the toilet, they don't care. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> weird, and it's like they they they're like turtles as pets. It's like you guys were pets. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean that part, yeah, like the, the delivery, sure. But I, I do think that a good PSA to be like, hey, kids, if you're going to get a turtle because you love Ninja Turtles, like, don't treat it like a toy. Be responsible, whatever. Like, maybe there should be a PSA at the end of an episode of Ninja Turtles, but because yeah, I that like, PSA is still valid pretty, today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's still valid today with pets, but I imagine during turtle mania or anyone that's growing up watching ninja turtles you know that made him want to get a pet turtle that, no uh, that it was actually specifically yeah, a problem was, back yeah. then like it was the, the yeah. same thing happened with like uh like owls when when harry potter was new like God. people keeping owls as pets and stuff like it, it happens all the time yeah but i think responsible pet ownership is is important so you know it is indeed is this the episode where the turtles say they're going to go hide and then like get on their knees with their noses to the wall 
Yep, yep, that's it. And oh, just, that's the ninja skills. They're just and Venus yeah. is like not even facing the same way as them, so she's still like <laughs> looking directly at him. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, oh, what are you guys Lord. doing? Like, what is the, that's the best you could do? Like in the movies, they're like hanging from walls. They're actually like ninja hiding. This one's like, well, here's an alcove just directly down the the thing. Let's do. Let's just right. <laughs> I mean, every second. I see bone steel on the screen. I just want to not exist anymore. Like, Ooh, I mean, like, like, what can, is he doing? He's how, like, yeah. Yeah. How can you have I'm a live action character be more cartoony than the cartoon? He's such yeah, a fun character. Ah, oh, dude, I'm, like, I'm going to have to get dentures. It it's like, I'm, it's, it's so ridiculous and it's so over the top. You can't help, but just be like, this is amazing. Like he is feasting. Yeah, he's this. just like, he's, he's chewing eating. through those scenes. Yeah, but I, they also made I, the like most in the worst way, boring though. episode. Like, hey, what if this was set in one room, and the turtles like <laughs> they yeah. almost fight a homeless man, but they don't, and he somehow beats them until they like gaslight him. <laughs> right. Oh my god. So many. So much of this episode is them like trying to teach the turtle to crawl too, which was weird and stupid. They're the also. At the end, like they they do the whole like spiel, like you know we're gonna save this turtle from him. They have the turtle in the box, and then they forget it. They're like, "Well, yeah. where's the turtle? Oh, oh, dang it, we left it behind." And it's like, you, had, you literally had one job this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was another part where like Raph and like they they're all talking when they're when they're talking about like how mean people are to like turtles during the PSA segment, and Raph's like. He's, he's like, when have humans ever been like good to us? And but like going on his thing, it's like you literally have a huge like two human best friends. That's true. Do they show up in this show? So they do they not. Had, Apparently, they, they had were planned. Yeah, two. they had plans yeah. for them in season two. Um, yeah. Which brings me to another thing. At the end of this episode, uh, they're watching the news, and it's a it's a female reporter, uh, but. They don't say that it's April. It's it's like none of the turtles like recognize that it's April. And so it's like it's even more frustrating that you had like what would it have hurt to have this to have that be April? Yeah, just do like the Chiron at the bottom, like April O'Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Spencer, what were you saying about dentures? Oh yeah, my computer just like randomly froze and cut out on me. Oh. Uh, I hope I think Craig hopefully still picked you guys up. I was just saying that by the time we finish this show, I'm going to have to get dentures because I'm just cringing so hard. Oh, I was watching this so show. Sweet. I no. thought it was a reference to like the insane close-ups they decided on this episode. So it makes it so obvious like how bad the talking is. Like it's not oh, yeah. so bad like if it's at a distance and they're in a group, you can you can you can kind of just wash it away, but here they're like what if we did all close-up shots and so you can painfully see every lip movement of venus <laughs> yeah but so i've i've yeah. done a little research and like i guess I, i've read two different things that like people are dubbed in this show because like the animatronics were too loud yeah the or, turtles have to be 100 the definitely the turtles are but like bone steel is dubbed too by the same actor and i've also read that like they they dubbed them so that they didn't have to pay as much or something but like why is if that was the case? Why is the same actor dubbing himself? And also, if the animatronics are so loud, why do they have to dub the close-up of Bone Steel when no one else is in the shot? 
Like I, I don't get it at all. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, I assume like it was grocery. like it was just like cheaper because they could they could just do like whatever crappy filming and then just like. Yeah, they that must be it. Yeah, that feels like that. That just feels like a Saban thing because that 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 carries over to Power Rangers. Like Power yeah. Rangers is known for like it's bad like ADR. But, but there's also like some regular characters like dubbed it's when definitely they're like not dubbed or yeah. they dubbed it so damn well that it's like spot on. So, yeah, it's weird because as soon as you said that, because I I watched this episode, it was late at night. It's already you're already like, why? Why are they talking to this guy in a sewer for 30 mm-hmm. minutes? You know, um, and it feels like an hour. And so it kind of blends away. But as soon as you said it, like I couldn't unsee it. And then it's just <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's so weird a choice. But also, Bone Steel, he dubs himself. He's a pro. He is an absolute pro. Like it's almost one to one. So that's where, I, like, I almost disagree that it was dubbed because it's like he does it so well. It's like it's almost it's just like he's a like a half like a half step off. But and that's what I was saying. Like he's played by Scott McNeil, and those are one hundred percent the faces Scott McNeil makes when he's making that actual voice. So like, yeah, and because he always kind of talks like it's like not really with his lips you know it's like like yeah it's like, it's like it's, he's, he's talking he's talking like in his cheeks yeah yeah like i know that doesn't make sense the way we're saying it but like if you watch this you'll, you'll see what i'm talking about mm-hmm. or if you try to mimic like, his voice you can see like you have to like leave out your lips at least i yeah. do i was like yeah so like in power rangers do they dub the parts that are like just in the high school with the people talking it, yeah. it, it depends on the, it depends on the season like i don't think they did it in okay. like early mighty morphin but like uh, uh, that's, I think that's basically all i've seen so that would make sense why in, I well i mean that. well you're gonna see in space when we get to the crossover episode but god um uh, actually in in space um that's I, that like my mind's eye like that's where i go to astronomer was the villain of that show um and hottest, all of her like villain. everyone yeah i love astronomer astronomer um all of the villains with her are all like suits so like i'm sure the animatronics were incredibly loud there too and astronomer astronomer's like dub is is kind of infamous it's so over like if you thought bone steel was over the top <laughs> like, like, yeah wait do you wait do you see astronomer <laughs> oh my god all right we're ready for the next episode yeah Silver and gold. So, Venus knows nothing about our culture, says that the turtles live in a toilet, but is also able to drop the stinking paws off me line from Planet of the Apes. It's like, come on, figure it out. Does she, does she know it or not? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. in the off time. It's a big movie like, in China, you know. She's just speed running through movies. That's when yeah. they're not like, right. fighting the, the she's dragon got, ranks. She's got Captain like, America's go. list. She's got Captain America's list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it's written by the turtles. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's worth it. Because like I get maybe I'm just like an idiot, but I get a kick out of those those stupid jokes every time. Like it gets me. I just yeah, it, it doesn't make sense like how she knows all these references, but <laughs> I think out of all of the uh, mobsters that have been introduced in this show, Silver's Silver's the best one. But it's like, well, he's the only it, mobster that's been introduced. Well, I mean, I'm talking I'm talking about in Turtles in general. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Like you know, we've had iconic you know mobsters like uh, Tertelli and um, oh man. I was actually watching Pinky McFingers. Uh, I was watching 
Burns Blues today, and uh, Tertelli shows up, and I forget I forgot that he's like a completely different character. Yeah. The first couple episodes you see him, I was like, who the hell is that? It's like, I'm Don Tertelli. I'm like, you look nothing or sound nothing like the character you become. Um, but yeah, I just... <laughs> It's just it's just funny seeing the the Dick Tracy aesthetic like in in real life. And I, um, I think some of those actors are like the voice actors for the turtles. Or I the think turtles so, too. I, I, th- I, I thought I, so, too. I, I saw like one of them credited as that. And I didn't I didn't care enough to look any deeper. Only than that, one but. of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mick, the um, the one in the orange hat and like the blue suit. That one is Michael Dobson, uh, who plays Leonardo. That's fun. And Stuff I only, like that I only recognized, fun. I only recognized, I actually, I, I picked it out before, before I confirmed it, uh, because Michael Dobson ha- has had that shitty goatee <laughs> for almost 40 years. <laughs> Damn. Going hard in the paint. That like, that like pencil thin Van Dyke goatee. <laughs> Yeah, some folks. Or Michael Dobson um, just catching strays on our podcast for no reason. I, do you know what? I <laughs> like Michael Dobson. I think he's you a get fantastic a look that you like, actor. And they keep going <laughs> with it. That goatee, know. man. It's iconic. My, I don't know, aside from just the general issues that I have with the next mutation, just, just carry over almost everything I said about the first episodes that's in general about the show. You know, I don't want to be a broken record. So for me, like, the only, like, real thing that was different in this one there's been puns in other episodes but there's something about the way that like silver just like turns to the camera to stop and like make a monkey pun like <laughs> i don't know it's just awful it gets it's old. like <laughs> it's like lean into it like is he a yeti or is he a gorilla like, that's what i'm saying yeah why is he making monkey puns if he's a yeti it doesn't make any sense he that's look 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 He's alone. He's the last knowledge on me here. <laughs> we don't know what happened. What horrific story? Like what lost years esque story happened to his family that he had to go through? That's a free idea. IDW lost years with silver. The last go, yeti go for lost it. Well, years. <laughs> if if they can't if they can't make Venus de Milo named Venus de Milo because of the series, I imagine they can't use silver or any of the I other mean, characters in the series. I think fine, they can figure like, out a way. They could, yeah, they can figure out a way. We can have a silver yeti. Just name him something else. Yeah. yeah. So he goes through that. Platinum. He's he's Gray. traumatized, <laughs> and you know all he has to relate to is like gorillas now. So it is like his story is what he grew up in the ghettos of the Himalayas. And yeah. Then, like like seen missing, and now he's a mob boss in New York. <laughs> Man, they really should dig into that. They can they can just mine that. Like, come on. Uh it's another one of those things where it's like more cartoony than the cartoons were, which is yeah. insane. And again, because like the 87 uh, series is very cartoony. Yeah. 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 And yeah again, part like, of it, I think uh, is like when it's in, when it's in real life, you're forced to really confront how goofy it is. Yeah. Where, like, it it could be a part of animation. It. Well, you know but what? Actually laid on did, extra. Did thing. you guys watch Ahsoka this week? Yeah. No, no, but you okay, can talk you, about it. I don't mind do spoilers. See, I'm fine. Spencer, do you, or, uh, Keith, do you, you don't yeah, care? I, do you? Yeah, they're fine. You're, okay. So in this week's episode of Ahsoka, like she has, there's that flashback. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or that vision of uh, like her in the Clone Wars. And it's playing, and you, you have a flashback, or a, it's a vision, not a flashback. It's a vision of her at the beginning of the Clone Wars when she's 14, 
and a vision mm-hmm. at the end of the Clone Wars when she's 17. It's played by the same actress because she's, you know, she can pull off both ages, but yeah. it really puts into perspective because you didn't get this perspective when you were watching the cartoon that like how much of a child she was. Mm, yeah. Cause like seeing this child play this character in both eras, you're like, Oh dang. Like, yeah, she was a child soldier. Uh, I, I do wish if they, I do wish they would have gotten someone just a little bit older for the end of the clone wars, but granted they had to make I, her not look like a completely different person. I think, I I think they should have just given her a different, like her, her Montrals, like do, do a different head to like a bigger one. Yeah. Um, something just to, con- just to convey her being older. But mm-hmm. But that, but that's kind of what you were saying. Like you're kind of forced to confront like this super cartoony thing in a mm-hmm. real world setting, and it, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Ahsoka, what weirds me out, you know how they like they reference like that, like painting of them all together. Mm-hmm. I find that in a, in in the Ahsoka because I've seen the first two episodes, but when they show that like painting where it's like cartoony painting, it's like, okay, um why is this painting so cartoony? Like I get you're referencing it, but it's all, that's what yeah. broke my brain. It's like in this world, why is it painted this way? <laughs> like, like, it is a little distracting, but I was it's willing like, it's to a car, you do it. it. It's like, like, like imagine we're a group of war heroes and they like <laughs> do a, a mural to us. And it's like cartoon stick figures. And it's like, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> you all look like Heathcliff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got the Sunday funnies honoring us. I mean, it's more it's more like, you know, the like the the picture is being like drawn or done by like a comic book artist, you know, kind of thing, which granted, I don't know I'd be honored personally. But, you know, I know a lot of people would probably look at that and be like, why? Why is this so cartoony looking? You know? Yeah, that's my that's what I wanted to bring up while we're talking to Soka. Is it really worth watching, though, Mike? Is it? Uh yeah, the last the last couple episodes have been pretty good. Very fan servicey, but you know, if yeah. you loved Star Wars Rebels like I did, um, yeah, no, it's great. If if you love Rebels and or the Clone Wars, like it's definitely I would worth say watching. I would say to watch Ahsoka, you don't need to watch yeah Clone Wars, but mm-hmm. Rebels, I think you do. Yeah, Rebels helps you get introduced to characters because like because Ahsoka is Rebels season five. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot like people saying that. Yeah. I'm one of those people. You can go see me say that on Twitter. Many people are saying many, many people. I'm one of those. Anyway. <laughs> uh is that it for silver and gold? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on to Turtles Night Out then. So Mikey puts on a furry convention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a weird what a weird he puts it on and he doesn't even have a venue the night of the venue or the night of the event you know and it's like it's in like a crappy warehouse yeah so it's like but it's kind of aesthetic though like it, it kind of works for yeah, like you i know, mean a, a rave, rave like you know? i feel like yeah, yeah, a rave totally. it's like i found a, a dirty warehouse get your tetanus shots you know, yeah, I mean right. they've done it once before in Secret of the Ooze. So that's like true. I mean, that's right true. up their alley. That's probably where he got the idea from. That's probably why he was in the warehouse district. He's like, I know awesome fights and raves take place in the warehouse district. I just I feel so bad for all of the people at that rave. <laughs> like, yeah, it is so. It's so sad to watch them all dancing to like the music and like 
uh, they're hitting it off with the ladies. Like, they're uh, just it's so like uh, they, don't, so... they don't appear to be like facility. Like there's no restrooms or like water fountains or anything. Like it, it appears to be like they're just locked in all night into this what thing until man. they fork over enough money for Michelangelo <laughs> to let them lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so I'm like I'm looking up uh, the two the two named girls that they hit off, hit it off with. Um, uh, was it the goat Barbara, and, the lamb, Barbara was and Darla? It? Oh, they actually uh, had names. I just they actually had names. They just called them the lamb and the deer or something like that. Or yeah. Something. Uh, so Barbara and Darla. Um, and the one that plays Darla has not done anything <laughs> since this show. Just oh, no. Just tank. Uh, that's Sabrina here. Byrne, but uh, Manuel Vagier. I'm assuming she's French because she's from Canada. Uh, has done a lot of stuff, so mm-hmm. it's good to see that she's that she survived <laughs> the next mutation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just God, it was oh, it was so and like, but I love like some of the other names in the cast here. Uh, we have Dog Boy, Dolphin Girl, Erica, Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the mob boss is Heavy Duke. Yeah, yeah Heavy, Heavy Duke. Duke is his name. Yeah, man, that's that's my other like one. Of, man, my my big thing for this is, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier how the turtles just don't even seem to really be all that skilled as ninjas in this series. I feel like you know, like like no. when they're hiding, like like this just random gangster kid just comes in and gives them like more trouble than the Shredder, I guess, was or Foot Ninjas. Like yeah, just I, I thought just that comes too. in spinning his cane around, and <laughs> and they uh, can't seem to be able to beat him without all four of them ganging up on him and smashing him between their shells. Well, yeah, remember, at, one, at one point that was like a sacred technique, and now they they're just using it on everyone for no reason. You know, like it was it was it was made for the Tatsus and Dragon Lords of the world, and not this random Clockwork Orange guy. Just spamming it in tournament fighters now. They're just that's yeah, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and of course, my other complaint. Don't want to be a broken record, but it's it's bone steel anyway. I'm not, I'll just well, leave it at that. Bone get steel. Out, yeah, get out of an here. anchovy. This is it's a bone, bone steel. steel it's yeah. horny turtles. It's dubbing that's bad. Yeah, this See, this is not a that's great what show. pulls it all together, and it just makes it fantastic. Has it? It's gonna. It's got a point. It's got to reach the cliff where it falls off, Spencer, and it becomes so bad it's good for you. Let it, I, it was, yeah. I the it, spectacle. It's still just of it. in this so bad. It's bad. Uh, for for the me, it definitely part. helps. Like, like um, you truly understand what nostalgia is because, like, as I'm watching it now, like you start to, you just get those vibes as a kid. So I can't say it's a good show, but I I enjoy it just because it's yeah. Well, and and like silver and gold happen. wasn't. Yeah, Silver and Gold wasn't that bad, and I was able to like kind of enjoy it. But so far, any episode with Bone Steel in it is just top tier. Top tier as far as like difficulty to watch. Yeah. Do you generally not like campy things? It depends. Like, like sometimes I feel like it's done in a way that is like kind of fun and funny. I uh, Bone Steel is just too much. We'll get ready because he's got seven more episodes. I know. <laughs> right. I, after after his first wow. appearance, after his first regular, for yeah, sure. Yeah, after after his first appearance, I was like scrolling through the list of episodes to see where I could spot his name in the mini summaries, and I was just like, "Oh no!" 
I mean, there's a reason oh, I got no. him as an action figure. You know, like you need when you're collecting, you need you need the greats. You know, it's got to be the fact that he's like such a cheap villain as far as the costume and everything else goes. Yeah, I mean, like, like they be. definitely they don't need, they don't need an animatronic that, like, monkey head. Suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they don't need an animatronic monkey head or or a dragon suit or anything like that. Like they just need to kind of like give this guy this ratty hair wig with some rags, and they're done. Yeah, I mean that's that's the power of Scott McNeil, man. Yeah, the dude. I mean, I've met that dude once, and that is he's he exactly a, like he pulled a gun on you. <laughs> yeah, he pulled he pulled yeah. a Barbara on me. <laughs> uh, I like the trivia on his page. It does say Simon Bone Steel could be a parody of the fanatical big game hunter Jack Marlin from Mirage Comics. I told you. Yeah, no, like, like he, because he, he tends like to a, give he tends to give his favorite weapons female names. Yeah, no, and like like there oh. there is that in Mirage. It's just the fact that he's like cranked up to an eleven on the stupid meter. You know, like that's <laughs> it, it's pronounced stupometer. Yeah, stupometer. Did you watch Futurama? Is that uh, Futurama? I've... No, but it sounds like something the professor oh, okay. would make. Yeah, all right. I was yeah. gonna say. Oh my god, that new season of Futurama has been pretty solid too. I heard. I I don't have Hulu anymore, so. Uh, I gotta, I gotta resign up for it. Mm, aren't they raising their prices? They are, yeah. Yeah, that means I gotta find somebody to let me have their account. <laughs> Boy, all right, are we ready for what we loved in these episodes? Yeah. All right, so all, right. all in the family. I love Bone Steel. I love Bone Steel too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the fact that he's homeless because most big game hunters are like these elaborate rich guys. And like, yeah, he's he's like cooking on like a cart that's like tipped over sideways yeah. with a with a fire underneath it. Like it's, he's it's literally a, he's different, you know, he's literally the opposite of Craven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Craven's this like elegant Russian guy. This, this dude's just homeless. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Like the episode. At the same time, it was horrifically boring. And it's like, get a scene change, fellas. But it's also incredible that the episode is just essentially the turtles in the sewer arguing with a homeless man. <laughs> like, yeah. But speaking of uh, scene changes, there's always this like the weapons going by and whatnot, but there is one that's yeah. just like a, a headless or a bodyless deer head that like just kind of swoops in at the camera. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. the hell is that? Yeah, I, I was also confused by that. <laughs> I, it's funny because I had just looked down from the screen for like two seconds before that <laughs> flying deer head and I was like, what did I just miss? And yeah, I scroll back yeah. and I'm like, this is literally a transition for, for another scene. Why did they do this? <laughs> and why is it the most interesting part of the episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did it is because they're like, man, this has been really boring. We need to do something to keep keep the attention of the children. How are Guy we going to do this? Do a really cool deer. <laughs> He's like, there was a silver action figure. Yeah, they had, this was a full line. Like. Like as as much as you could have reasonably expected. Well, to the surprise of nobody, there are no bone steel action figures on eBay currently. I'm sure mine so is worth to... like roughly a thousand dollars. You know, there's um, a dragon lord. The dragon lord one's pretty cool too. He's got like a mask. I need to post uh like Kevin Eastman's designs because his silver looks really cool too. It's you not should. Like, it's not in a in a suit. He's kind of in like a. 
You know, like Mr. Terrific, like the the Michael Holt one where it says like fair play down the side in red uh-huh. letters. It's it's like that, except it says mm. silver down the side. It looks really cool, actually. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. Actually, that that's one design that really grew on me was the Michael Holt Mr. Terrific design. Like when I first saw the T on the face, I was like, mm. and then like I saw it again. And I was like, actually, that looks pretty cool. That's actually really creative yeah. and a different design. Well, he knows exactly like where to put his uh, like face face uh, moisturizer and stuff. You know, get get a target that T zone. He, he wears yeah. a mask all the time. You know, Cody, do you need the do you need the weapons for bone steel? Um, I'd have to look them up. I don't even know because yeah, it's like I have, I have the I have like the figure and like I have like a bag of my accessories. Mm. Yeah, I was actually trying to find it. Because uh, there's both weapons are on eBay right now, but not got the actual bone steel. The way people price out the weapons like irks me so much. I, it's only this one's only seven bucks each. Seven yeah. bucks for a crossbow and and the bazooka. Right, but he came with two. Yeah, so the crossbow the, and the bazooka. Well, no, it's he came with two crossbows figure, and two bazookas. The figure oh, makes him right. look so much more like a badass. Yeah. yeah, like his action figure is like pretty cool. It's part of the the turtle flage subline. Yeah, like it's like it's literally like what you as a kid you would imagine him to be, <laughs> even though it's yeah, all live square action, jaw so you're and stuff have to imagine. Yeah. But you're like, oh, yeah, like a he's cool scar on his face. Yeah, the yeah. wig is definitely not as tall. Man, I hope Playmates reissues the the Mutant or the next mutation figures. I, I, I love the show. I love the whole show. It's great. It's the best TMT ever. You'll never you'll never change my mind. <laughs> Easily hey, this right. could have been a sequel to Mirage. You can love whatever you want to love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't happy. know if you have the original or the camo Michelangelo. They look exactly the same. I like the like I like the colors uh for all the turtles. Um giving them yeah, like Giving their wraps like individual colors, like that's actually not bad. Yeah, it was an interesting take on the figures. They're not like the articulation and stuff is like the gumminess is like cool, but it's also like very limiting. So they're not the best figures, but I do like all the like subtle differences in their designs too. I mean, beyond the mask, like Raph has like a, a tattered cloth hanging from his. Uh belt and like Donatello has more pouches and Michelangelo has two stripes on, on his leg instead of just one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're, we're talking about episodes still. So yep. we love, we love the show so much. Basically we need to collect the figures now and nobody can blame yeah. us because it's great. Exactly. All right. Including so we're Leo's split Katana, which I love. Yes. <laughs> we're done with a uh, silver and gold. I don't want to turtles night out. I think we're we're we just moving yeah, on to silver no, and gold we, from all in the yeah family. we're just getting on to silver and gold. We've been talking about bone steel the entire time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all I have is uh, I like the '66 Batman henchmen. They were kind of cool. Or the um, Dick Tracy henchmen is is my yeah, the, to them. Yeah, I like the snazzy suits. Like they're styling. They got hats. Come on. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You, no, you love a good this... gang that has a dress code. Right. <laughs> this episode felt like like a nice respite after. After episode seven, and it was it definitely was the, nice, the better of the three. It was sure. a good rest from Bone Steel, and I really loved that. I loved that about. <laughs> we got to see Raph's muffler fall off. You know, if you're, if you're wondering, <laughs> I like, can't will believe it fall off again? 
Yes. I Will they run over believe, trash? Yes. <laughs> I cannot believe that they shot that and then we're like, that's the one we're going to use it every time. I swear they ran out of film. I'm okay like with that. No, they, they rented shots. the bike for like one day. <laughs> like, and that's like only yeah. shot they could get with it. <laughs> oh I my swear God. that's what happened. They they had to have ran out of film. Like there's no way. There are legitimate mistakes that make it into the show. See, what's hold, all that's holding on the muffler is some like screws that have been stripped out several times. Like the holes have been stripped out several times. And so Raph just keeps reattaching it and cranking too hard on those screws. <laughs> he just comes back after the mission to get his muffler. I want to see that yeah. like that cut scene with like Raph picking up the muffler. I yeah. lost a muffler. I can get it back. I can get it back. <laughs> yeah. I can get it back. It's gone. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh man, he's just like getting out an impact and just putting, you know, just putting the screws on way too hard again, thinking that's going to keep it on this time. And all he's doing is stripping out the holes worse. That's so rough. Yeah, it. I like I like Silver a lot. I think I think he's a fun. I think he's a fun take on all the mobsters that we've that we've seen, and it's it's the same mobsters that we've seen, but it's also like it's a new twist. So and and then like specifically making him a yeti and not like another mutant is is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. he's got more episodes. Uh, I think like maybe one or two. But I see an episode called Going Ape. I'm I'm assuming that's him. Uh, ironically, it, that is not one with. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's mainly the Bone Steel show, if we're being honest. Yeah. yeah. As we hear Spencer just die inside. <laughs> Uh, you know, so we're ready to talk about Turtles Night Out. <laughs> Turtles <laughs> Night Out, boy, let me tell you, I do like Splinter's uh, when he's like Michelangelo. You invited all the humans, but you know you're a ninja and you're not supposed to talk to humans. I need a nap. Uh, yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, Splinter's failed this group of turtles. Like whatever ninja training program he had, it's gone. Yeah, I do. I don't know, like. It is something that was there in Mirage and other things like that. It definitely works better in cartoons than it does in... Well, I don't know. Maybe it kind of works better in live action since they do look like guys in turtle suits. Um, yeah, I mean, that's but, how they can they can play up the crappy costumes because it's yeah. super believable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, like kind of the idea that they can mingle with people very, you know, specifically in some sort of costume party or Halloween uh, is kind of one of those consistent yeah, it's kind of, I feel like themes. It's, the, it's it's even somehow like underutilized yeah and, and i i don't know like it is cool to get to see them interact with humans but for the most part i do like them you know the the classic i guess maybe it's you know just the nostalgic status quo whatever of them living in secret in the sewers but this is like a great way to make it so you can have those episodes where we see them interacting with regular society and normal people but they you know, but it's it's not going to be like a permanent thing that's going to just forever be a part of the show from now on. Well, yeah, because uh, even like when they're talking about like how well they did with the ladies and I can't remember who like burst their bubble. Like once they figure out you're not in costume, it's over. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. And, the, and, the, and the that's and that's through. when Mikey says like, oh, I could just throw another party, you know, with the <laughs> where we'll be the save all the reptiles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, night yeah, of a thousand reptiles. That's what he. That's what. Mm. That's the theme of the next party. 
And like that's a f- that's a fun gag. Like it is. It's good. And Mikey, he's kind of he's kind of almost the star of all three episodes. Kind of, like he's he was driving a good chunk of it. But his pirate radio, the Hummer, he has a cool like his CD changer thing for music. Man, he has this tricked out. Like he's a pro. <laughs> he was yeah. He was YouTube before there was YouTube. Yeah, and I just love he's like. And I guess it makes sense as like a pirate radio, like maybe they'll never catch him if he's always on the move. Um, but just he's like taking calls as he's driving. He's just going like the full, the full yeah. tilt. Um. Okay. The episode going ape apparently does not have silver. So <laughs> I told you. You were you were right. <laughs> Insane. The, I was trying to look up other episodes his appearance so on brand yeah <laughs> so... I, right <laughs> i was trying to look up silver's appearances and it's it's not a link it it says yeah it just it just said, yeah. links and it's just plain text <laughs> think of it this way it going ape can't be a reference to silver because he's a yeti exactly. Exactly. exactly yeah <laughs> they got you they lured you in and they got you right oh, dashed yeah. my expectations quite expertly all right, that's all I got for these episodes, boys. Yeah, same. Uh, three just episodes of the next mutation. Again, like this, the show started so promising, and it just has immediately gone downhill. Like even the staff of Bukai was kind of a good episode, but like these three are not. Yeah, the connective I... the, the connective tissue of like, hey, we're telling like one story did really help. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm still enjoying them. Now we've kind of settled into like that Power Rangers uh, villain of the week, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where it feels like this could probably get a little um, monotonous. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're like season four of lacking where like Power Rangers could bank on. So Power Rangers, they they they're essentially just like remaking um you know, the Sentai shows, right? So they have the footage, they have the monster stuff, they just have to, like, slap on some, you know, English bits. Mm-hmm. This show, they can't do that. Like, yeah, it I makes so much sense because they don't That's have, like, what a... That's I was saying last like, week. Yeah. Because Power Rangers always goes, like, oh, here's the teens, blah, 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 and then it's like, okay, and then here's all the stock footage where they do the cool stuff. Yeah. Here they have and... no cool stuff, and so they're like, we're too cheap to do anything, so it's... Eh, they're yeah, they're in a rave. Whatever. And that's, that's what I was saying of... last week. I, I think they they gave this show the same budget as Power Rangers, not thinking that like, oh, we have to film the entire twenty two minutes, not just like five minutes on yeah. either end. You know. <laughs> and that's what I and that's what I alluded to, uh, back when when we, when we started. Like the budget for this show got eaten up so quickly, and you know, you have the but you have that and the licensing for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, they, they ran through their budget very quickly. And it's just, this was, this was the most expensive show that, um, that Saban was producing at the time. Yeah. Like which I was is, joking about wild like when you a look at for a day, it's probably true. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's yeah. wild. It's wild to say that when you, when you look at this show <laughs> to hear that this was the most expensive show that they were working on, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> Just like, goes to show yeah. how cheap Power Rangers is. That just goes to show you how cheap Power Rangers is. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy because now that like Hasbro owns Power Rangers, they're they announce that they're gonna stop using the Sentai footage. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they move forward. I think it could be a good step forward because I think that also like hamstrings you because it's like 
Well, yeah, it definitely does because that means it they have to cast like they have to yeah. cast people who are roughly the same size as like the Japanese actors, and so you know, oh, now you Power Rangers have... they like they like built into it like the suit transforms your body. Is that, isn't that a thing? I yeah, like you know, in Power Rangers Turbo where they have like the kid who becomes uh, an adult. Yeah. But like that, they they've kind of shied away from that because they've never had like a plus size person be a Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Like there was the one in Didn't like Bulk get to be one? Bulk. Bulk got to the the actor who plays Bulk got to be one in the RPG. Oh, like it, okay. they did like a D and D Power Rangers game, and they can't they officially canonized that in the comic. But like, there's never been a plus size Power Ranger on screen, and so, like, you can technically get away with that now because you're not using the Sentai footage anymore. And so, so I was just thinking, like, it's kind of wild that like Turtles failed because they couldn't, they didn't have any Sentai footage to use. And so it's like, imagine this show being made now, you know, with with the budget that they give Power Rangers, like it would just it would just be an entirely different show. Oh, I think like honestly, like like if you make like turtles in suits, like you would immediately hook if if they're to be believed. So many of the older fans would just be like throwing money at it. So like all you have to do is like put like barely competent writers in it. It's you're gonna you'd, you'd get them, you'd hook them. You heard it. You heard it here first. Paramount hire us. There you go to write your live action show. All right, are we ready for the news? I think so. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. Alrighty, so this week in news, we got a bit of toy news coming to us from, I know, either Mike or Cody. I like, how, I like how we all logged into the Google Drive at the same time. I saw everybody's <laughs> names pop up. Yeah, I think I wrote this, actually. So uh, we got the reveal of Mutant Mayhem Wave 2 action figures from Playmates Instagram. Uh, they're coming in November. Uh, the post showed Mondo, Scumbug, Wingnut, and Genghis. Uh, notably absent is Ray Filet, and if he's not there, I'm going to riot. So. Kind of weird that they... Will, though. Kind of weird that they didn't announce like a single card at April O'Neil as well. So she's still. I thought that too. Available. Yeah. Still, she's still only do. available in the uh, the five pack. Yeah. I mean, we've seen like it's got Bebop in it. Like the barcode leaks of stuff coming out, and I think it's because like Playmates is always like really behind in their marketing. Very often they'll like they'll put out a post announcing like this cool new wave of figures, and it's like I got that a month ago, dude. Well, like, yeah, that was like the uh, the. Stranger Things turtles, like we we could officially yeah, was, like talk about so it after bad. it went up, like at two hours after it went up for sale. Yeah, it's just so it, it's so strange. So yeah. I, I do suspect because they only yeah like they formally announced like this wave, which they've shown the figures off before at various like conventions or shows. Um, like these are coming out in November. I have to imagine more figures are coming, and they're just not talking about it um, because there is like we've seen like it's a. I think it's a New York Comic Con exclusive Ray Filet Funko Pop. No, so I bet I bet they have Ray coming too. Yeah, and they've got. I mean, they and remember, like this is kicking off a new era of turtles. So it's like their playmates is going to go through the greatest hits, you know, soon. Like 
we're going to get the mutations versions of these turtles very soon, I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I said, when does the, I bet. Battleshell um, versions the DVD of these turtles. Out in November or around. Which is, yeah, that's I'm really sure weird that like, they're still, to... so the digital version came out uh, a couple weeks ago. It's kind of weird that the movie hasn't been given a date. Like you can pre-order it right now. I have a pre-ordered on Amazon, but like there's still no official physical release date. Yeah, so they probably do that like, though to like response. try and like milk the most yeah. ticket sales and digital sales because if they tell you like hey you can get the DVD in two weeks people are gonna be like okay let's not yeah but I mean but that's also mode. that's also wild that like you know it, the, the movie is still in theaters um, but it's it still hasn't or it, it it's already available digitally like that's just wild. Well yeah, I was thinking though, I bet they make much two. more money from digital. I bet like, yeah, like, like digital like not months paying for wave two is theaters weird. or anything. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah, they just do it odd. But I'm excited. I'm gonna get the whole wave. I'm in. So also announced uh were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh adventures figures from uh Playmates. We're getting wave two, um, which are uh a Archie like color inspired version of the original Ray Filet action figure, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's what? Uh Don, Raph, Ray, and who's the last one? I think it's Mikey and Don. Yeah, it's it's Mikey and oh. Donnie. Yeah, because we won Raph from the last one. Who's who's the fourth figure in that? Splinter. In the first one? Splinter. And in the in wave two that's coming yeah, out. It's Splinter. Ray and yeah. Splinter. Okay. Which I have them with me right now. They shipped out super fast. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, they I it mean, was fast. It, it's another weird thing, like again, like like playmates will announce things, but it's really it's they're already out. So it's like <laughs> Because people like, like people like me, like they're people like not I'm not good at it, but people camp on listings and as soon as it's up it spreads. And so, yeah, like I've, I've had mine for a couple days. Yeah. Back when I was better at posting listings, I always made sure I bought myself one first then I would post. The I would, yeah. I do the same too. If like, if it's a cool toy, like I'm not gonna like, there's no way I'm sharing this to like hundreds of people. And, yeah. Like, like the NECA, like the NECA <laughs> drops and stuff. I would buy myself <laughs> they, mine like, first. They're then. doing like exactly the opposite of NECA and super seven and like, okay, the thing's already made and then we're going to announce it instead of being like, this is coming in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of refreshing. It's kind of cool, but it's yeah. also like, I don't know. Yeah, Playmates, I know you got to hand it to Playmates. They've kept it all cheap. They don't care about the current like trends or anything. They're just like, look, we're doing it how we want to do it, and that's how we're going to do it. So, like, I have yeah, I mean, like, respect for Playmates. Playmates is like, that. we're we're just making toys, guys. Like, yeah, they're like, we yeah. have all your nostalgia already. We don't need to like tap into it. We just, yeah. Like we have we're it just, distilled into a plastic for you. And they're we're like, they're making... not even going to gouge you. They're like 10 bucks for this retro yeah. figure with a retro yeah. card. And you're like, deal, let's do this. Right, and that's that it for toy news. I believe uh, so. Yep. Did you guys talk about the mutant mayhem game announced last week? Yes. Yeah. We did. So moving on to comics. So coming up here on Wednesday, September 20th, so that's the day after this episode is released, TMNT number 143 will be out, and so will the Stranger Things crossover, issue number three. Great comic. I, yeah, I still got to read it. I have, I have 
I have one. I think I got to go pick up two. Um, I think they've done it. They've done it so well. It's probably like of all the crossovers. I'm going to say of all the crossovers they've done, it feels the most like it's not a crossover. If that makes sense. It's got uh, Pharaoh Pay, who like and his his artwork is fantastic. Like yeah, yeah. No, I'm a huge fan of Pharaoh Pay. I, I I would love to see him come back to the main Ninja Turtles book again someday. I hope God, I hope so. Nothing against Gavin Smith, but. Yeah, no, Gavin's really doing just people. fine. Like it's, it's, you know, I just read 142 today because I'm a month behind on my, on my issues when I read them, and like it's, it was good. Like it was a good issue, and the, and the art's good. I just love Pharaoh Pay a whole lot. You know, like yeah, he's like a Gavin Smith's next mutation, Raphael, right? Yeah, Gavin Smith is 100. percent That's like, there's no way yeah. he's not a fan of next mutation. No, there's just no way. All right. Is that it for news this week? I think so. So guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We really appreciate every time you do. You know, so let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the episode. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Ninja Turtle Power Hour or Ninja Turtle PH. And uh, yeah. Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, uh, we're taking a break from the next (laughs) mutation. Uh, no. Oh no! <laughs> bone bone steel broke me. I need a palate cleanser. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna be slowly creeping into covering Volume Four of Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. So we'll be covering the majority of Volume Four when we actually get there. But for now, there are there were some mini series that starred each turtle. It was like a solo mini series for each turtle. Uh, and some of them went and filled in gaps in between Volume Four and Volume Two, and so we're gonna we're gonna start covering those. So coming next week is going to be Donatello, Brain Thief issues one through four. Ooh, very cool! Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty excited to talk about it. I'm actually excited to read it because it'll be the first time I've actually read them. So, yeah, I know uh, I know I've read the Michelangelo one, but that's the only one I I know I've read. So I'm again. This is uncharted territory. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's all new for me. So let's do this. Cool. So that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. We gotta find a new way. Hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a cert- certified turtle fight, but you know, certified turtle fight, certified turtle fight. Oh. They, they're saying that even more now. I know, like they're saying so it. Oh, they're saying it more now. They're saying it more now, and I'm like, th- it wasn't good the first time. This guys. episode is no. certified turtle fight. Spencer, it's slowly look. It's gonna work its way into your brain. You're gonna love it. It's just. Well, like, I mean, you know, it's, we've kidnapped you, and we're just forcing you to walk it with your eyeballs in one of these open. episodes. Turtle I, fight, I swear, he said turtle. Yes. Yeah, it's like certified, yeah, certified, certified, certified moves.
I mean, I mean, there are some of those things that like I kind of laugh at because of how campy they are. And like, granted, I, I, to a degree, I do get a kick out of the next mutation because yes. of how bad it is. Yeah, to a degree. But you at, at least admit, st- like, it's there's there's something there's like a thrill to see like live action turtles and the old sets. Come on, you have um, to tell me that gets you a little bit. So maybe like, I guess you didn't grow up at that time, so maybe you don't have I, that like as baked into your DNA. I don't have it. I, I actually, I still so far, I prefer turtles just being animated to live action. I just think it translates better into animation and comic books than it does into a live. Oh, I don't play, like you certainly get more freedom and you can do cooler stuff. And this is like it's part of the reason why these suits look terrible because like if you want them doing karate, you have to build them a certain way. So. Well, because because well, even. Yeah. Even in the movies, there's some issues with it being guys in suits. Like, like when they do the Wheel of Fortune move, right? Like that's that's one of the ones I always go back to because it's like the most obvious. Like he spins, and he's definitely not hitting his foot and inches hard enough to send them flying. The or way you they can throw see their like shells, their shells bend. <laughs> like the um, there's a lot of there was a lot of fighting in these episodes. Uh, I think it's Silver and Gold specifically, where like it's a lot of just like low like kicks to the stomach. Yeah, like it's it's there's there's no like actual like martial arts moves. It's all it's all just a lot of like basic like you know huh 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 like mm-hmm. you know stuff you would do like play fighting with your friends. Um, yeah, yeah, and and part of it is too like the early movie suits. Those were dangerous. Like 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 the people yeah. wearing those suits were at a real risk of like oh no yeah one actually like hurting themselves. That's Not why, just because like, like moves, but like heat exhaustion. Like it was like that's a why, real real problem. That's why they said it was like a Hong Kong movie because like the they filmed it like that and like that's why like it, it a bunch of like safety regulations that they yeah. kind of conveniently ignored. Um, and that's part of the reason yeah. the three suits are what they are because they had to make them like more mobile and better as part of it because yeah. they can't like keep repeating that where it's like I don't know have you guys ever seen like oh there's a TikTok I don't know his name but he has like or I'm sure he's other like Instagram or whatever but he has like a full turtle suit. And there was one like he pulled off the glove, and it was just you can just see like the sweat pour out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, which I've never yeah. got that out of my brain. Like every time I see, it, it's like, oh, I'm wearing my turtle suit to this costume. I'm just like, it's filled with sweat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's it, smell it, awful. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, even though, like, you know, I like I know I say, you know, I don't find it quite believable when I see these guys in suits, but. Just like how I said in the our episodes that covered this these movies, like I've got a lot of respect for those guys being able to do what they did in those suits. Like that is absolutely yeah, it's, impressive. It's but yeah, but actually, at the end of at the end of the day, when you're portraying superhumans, you know, even if they're super, you know, even if they're turtles, like they're supposed to be doing something superhuman. There's only so much like human can do, you know, because yeah, you, yeah. you can't be superhuman. It is amazing the things they do in those suits that I can't do in just my own body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like sprain your ankle going to get the yeah. paper and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even want to walk up to the bathroom right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, feel your knees pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I did. Think... He, I did read in like a like Secret of the Ooze um, because the actors can't see very well. Like yeah. the first movie, they had time to like coordinate the fights and stuff. But Secret of the Ooze, I guess they would kind of just punch, and like the foot soldiers would kind of just like duck into the way of the punch. <laughs> yeah. Generally. yeah, and I think that's what they're doing here. What what Mike was describing is they're just kind of kicking, and the, and the bad guys are just kind of like lining themselves up just right to get kicked. You know? Yeah. 
Like it's well, not really they, choreographed. They're just kind of like they are literally like play fighting. I mean, all the turtles have so eye cool holes have in their face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They could probably see better in this one. So they're so big. They're so huge. Yeah. Well, it's like also why they holes. have like the giant gaping mouths too. Like no, but like the eye holes are like because like they used eye holes on the original movie suits, but it's like these ones are so big. Yeah, you can you can see them. There, there's no hiding them. Yeah. So yeah, no, right, I know. I kind of love it. I kind of love the camp. But yeah, I do too. I love I love the camp. But yeah, these these episodes were really. <laughs> it, it, it feels like a weird camp because like i love like the old adam west batman like that is camp yeah or, like I like this it's like ugh, I, I don't, this feels I like there's like something stand. wrong with it or something like I it's not quite yeah. camp it's just more like cringe but, yeah i think that's like, just the nature of camp like it hits or it doesn't hit and there's no yeah in well i mean because yeah, yeah it's gotta fair, it's gotta fair. like and, and that's the thing because like this owns how campy it is like it knows it's shooting for that I mean, yeah, definitely it, once it, they bring out bone steel, you're like, okay, the camp is intentional. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you had any question, so, here's yeah. bone steel to clarify. This is also like when we've talked about like them adding the sound effects and stuff. It's like that might have been done later and whatnot, or like as like the the rice were sold and stuff. I know we we're talking about that last week, but like, yeah, you you can't like put in afterwards like the the flailing about that heavy Duke does after he gets hit, like. This is this is very cringy. Yeah. I'm gonna hire yeah. someone to walk behind me and make whooshy noises. Like I used to have a shirt I'm, I'm with looking. a speaker. I used to have a shirt with a speaker in it, uh, and you could program the soundboard. <laughs> and so I would put it. Was, it was specifically specifically called like the sound effect shirt. Um, God, remember Think Geek? Oh yeah, that's is that's that where I got around? it from. Did that go under? Oh no, GameStop bought Think Geek and then like totally dissolved them. Uh, that, that makes sense about right. Like now, it's their whole business, just selling all that stuff. I just yeah. feel like anything that's like kind of niche that does a great job of filling it always ends up getting bought by like a massive corporation and then just destroyed. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Comics I mean, other things. Because yeah. like that was the thing with like Think Geek was that like it 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 not only like made like geeky like silverware and you know stuff like that it was like really the the super niche stuff like literally a shirt with a speaker in it yeah you know that that was the kind the of stuff that like, i love <laughs> um and it's like granted now you can you can probably build that yourself but it's like you know for 30 bucks i could buy that shirt yeah and then yeah and then just pop an sd card in the in the slot so i would i would put sound effects i had like you know sad trombone i had um like mario coins um i had like music on there to too the point where people were like stop wearing the shirt mike I, I, well, I wore it so i was working i was working at a store um at the time and we can wear we can wear our own clothes so i would wear that all the time and so whenever i would like ring people up at the register i would do the mario coin nice um that's and, incredible Oh, it was great. I loved that shirt so much. Um, and I would get I, the I, Sonic dropping his coin sound effect. And every time I bumped into someone, I would put music on it, too. And so, like, I would have my own soundtrack while I was walking. Like, How did you places. trigger it? Uh, it was a, no, it was a little soundboard. It was like it was like a one through 20. Uh, oh, like, board. yeah. So you had like buttons you would press on the shirt. Yeah. Well, not on the shirt. It would like it would it would the speaker was on the front of a shirt, like like Iron Man's like you know arc yeah. reactor, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then 
and then the wires went down through the shirt um and then uh the the soundboard would be in like my pocket and so i just kind of memorized what sounds (laughs) i was using i didn't use all 20 because like i didn't want to have to like you know thumb through like, yeah so you're like trying to feel it you're the sound effect guy from police academy all the time. yeah so i was like the sound effect <laughs> guy from police academy um <laughs> god that shirt was so cool you gotta read um, and I, I i blown out the speaker because i i put the the tron legacy soundtrack on it oh nice and the bass was so deep that it blew the speaker out <laughs> oh, <God>. uh. <laughs> Um, but I did it because like I was, I was going to Disneyland, like, cause I worked, I worked at Disneyland. Um, it was the was personal it, soundtrack shirt. That's what it was called. Was it, was it just Jeff Bridges voice that, you know, was just the bass that destroyed your speaker? <laughs> no, no, Cause it was, um, so it was the, uh, God, what was the, I forget, the I, forget the, I forget the track, but it was, derezzed. Um, it wasn't, no, it wasn't derezzed. It was, um, I think it was the, what's the, what's the club called? Oh, I freaking love this movie. I and I also love this soundtrack. I should know. And it's like, so I found a picture of the shirt, and I love that they they made it look like you know those kind of like shirts from the early two thousands. Clue? No, Castor. I'm just yeah. No, um, sorry. No, Clue. Clue was uh, wasn't Clue like the the main character? I've he never, was he was the it, villain. He was the copy of it, of Jeff yeah. Bridges. That was meant uh, to create of, the perfect system. End of line. End of line. The end of okay, the yeah. end of line club. Uh huh. And that that song with the um. Yeah, this is it. And so, is the Tron um, movie worth watching? Uh, you know, it's it's got a fun camp to it. Tron Tron Legacy is. Are you talking about the original Tron movie or Tron Legacy? I'm talking about and both. I have, I've never like seen the, any of them. The original. The original is incredibly dated. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's like, but it's fun in like that watching an '80s movie kind of feel to it. Um, mm. It's just a little long. Tron Legacy is very stylish and really cool to look at. Yeah, like I, I love Tron movie just because I went and saw it in like IMAX 3D Tron Legacy, yeah. and with, and so like with the the sound system blasting freaking awesome. Daft Punk soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and, and just how visually stunning, like everything is in Tron Legacy. I just like I every, a- everything is super cool. Like I remember, I uh, I remember because I was when I was still working at Disneyland, um, they had uh, they they converted like the Hollywood area to be like the end of line club. So every night they would have they called it Electronica. Uh huh. That's so uh, awesome. And so it was like it was just a nightly Tron party. And it was so cool. And some of the merch that they had sold was really neat. That'd um, be so awesome. And so I so I loved walking through like downtown Disney playing this song through my chest. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was like it was like my own like kind of walking through the crowd like cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work uh, with uh, troubled teens and we watched Tron Legacy one night. And mm. uh, there's a part towards the end where one of the characters like jumps this big gap in the bridge and just like uh-huh. barely makes it. Yeah, and this kid was like, "That's so stupid! You could never make that jump." I'm like, dude, you just watched a movie where a kid went into a video game to save his digitally altered grandfather. Like, what? Yeah. It, why? Why now is it like this guy couldn't make the jump? You know, it's so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. So stupid. So it's kind of a bummer that they're not going to make like a third one. Like they've been wanting to for for a while, but 
Yeah. I'm I'm hoping yeah. that these next movies, I mean, they've got Jared Leto in them and he's either, I mean, he's probably both a bad actor and cursed. Um, so the movie's uh, no, probably Jared not going to do a good him. actor. He just no, he's not. doesn't always pick the best. What is, yeah, he is. What, what has he More, been good in? It's Morbin time. <laughs> Look, he, he hasn't made the best choices, but he's in plenty of good movies. I, I mean, I imagine he can probably do decent. I mean, you know, like it's, it's probably not that hard to star in a Hollywood blockbuster, right? The Rock can do it. So he's also well, he's also a method actor, which is, I've learned is just code for asshole. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also true, like future cult but, leader. Yeah, but he's supposed to be in the in the next Tron movie, and I'm just really hoping that the next Tron movie, like, is just they nail it, like, because the the aesthetic is so cool, like, especially if they just continue to fly, like go off of what Legacy did as far as the aesthetic goes and how they reinvented mm. it. Like they can have such a cool movie if they can really get like a really good story to back it up. Like Legacy wasn't bad, but like rewatching the movie and not having like the amazing theater screen and like the soundtrack. You said you like s- you saw in IMAX, right? Yeah. Is it just me, or is I've never seen an IMAX movie that wasn't way too loud? Where I thought I'm getting hearing damage. Uh, right yes, now, and this is but bad. you know. The 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 soundtrack and like the, just the, every, the way everything was in Legacy, it was worth it for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is but, IMAX? Uh, any, do you guys see IMAX a lot? Anybody? No. Is IMAX? I've, I go to I'm, like I'm, I go to like the fake IMAX. Well, I mean, technically, like the the IMAX here is also it's a it's a good one, but it's still not true IMAX. Yeah, but I think uh-huh. we have there's like two true IMAX screens. Um, one's up at like Universal Studios. And then one is, uh, I think it's, I think the one at the Irvine Spectrum is real. Anyway, the, yeah, the, like everything else is like IMAX, quote unquote. Because people tell me IMAX, like the sound shouldn't be that terrible. But every time I've gone, and I, I would assume Spencer goes to the same theater because we only have that one. Um, uh-huh. It's just, I saw Oppenheimer and it's mm. like, it's so loud, like you can't hear dialogue clearly. Is That's how loud it is. Yeah. And so when that's supposed to be loud, it's like way, way too loud. And I saw and Dunkirk be, in IMAX. And like, so people tell me like, oh, they have the sound wrong. But it's also, it's been years. So how could it be so wrong? So yeah. I need listeners. Tell me in the Discord, is IMAX ever a comfortable experience? Because <laughs> I've always regretted it every time, even though visually it looks cool. Yeah. The thing, the one thing I will say is the best piece of Tron media is the animated series they did that has a cliffhanger ending that we never got an ending. Tron. Have you played the video game? Tron uprising. Uh, I've played, I I had the battle grids one that was specifically for the Wii because I didn't have any other systems. So I I had a lot of fun playing it though. A whole lot as a kid, I played the heck out of that game. Or maybe Uh, the new Tron game isn't out yet. I can't remember. Oh, are you talking about the new visual novel one? Yeah, it's by like Biffle yeah. Games. Is yes, I've I've played through that one with my wife. That one's fun. It's not bad. Like if you like visual novels, it's probably a good game. The puzzles aren't like super challenging, uh, or they're not really challenging at all, to be honest. Um, <laughs> with one of your intellect, but and it's not my intellect. Like it's it's really pretty simple. It's kind of <laughs> hard to mess it up. But uh, yeah, it's. You know, it's not a bad game. I actually do want to play through it again because it is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure thing where different branches can branch off in this story. And yeah. and I, I definitely chose wrong, thinking I was supposed to, like, I don't know, be completely passive in the whole story because, like, it kind of... It felt like it was leading to that, like, like telling you you should do that. 
like that was like the character supposed to be like his moral compass of the order of, of Tron or whatever that he's from. And so I was like uh, being incredibly passive and I feel like I just screwed up the whole thing. <laughs> there's Tron 2.0, which is a game that came out in like the early two thousands. Now was a game uh-huh. I'd always wanted to play. Um, it's like a, what is it like a, I think it's like a shooter. Um, a light gun. Yeah, it's a, it's a fir- it's a first person it's a first person shooter like but Tron. Mm. And anyway, it's like cool. an alternate future. When did it originally come out? 2003. Oh wow. So, yeah, Tron Evolution was the one that came out alongside the movie. Yeah. And I I was going to play it and I'd heard like mixed things about it and That's what I'd heard too. Uh but yeah, Tron 2.0. That's the one. That's Tron 2.0 is the one you should play. Mm, okay so uh well, anyway, anyway just uh, yeah. it's dinner time for me so yeah thanks for joining us on troncast folks yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, i got it this is all bonus content because this is good <laughs> yeah no one here has to one two three four right down the line for us no what's that wait what for for issues next week i'm just gonna oh, one yeah. two three oh. four right down yeah, the line yeah let's go one two three four yeah, oh, have we secured works. where we're gonna get them yeah the, my sketchy website don't have this publicly. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll just. I'm, I'm our local comic book shop, uh, Mike. Uh, oh, I wish say, I had. Uh, what are you, what are you talking shop. about? I am technically. I forgot to mention. I am technically in Tron. Uh, Tron Legacy. Really? Uh, you're the extra with the, I, the, the the shirt that they had to mute. They like, turn uh, off the damn shirt. Please turn, turn off the damn shirt. <laughs> no. Uh, so I was at. It was one of the first comic cons I had gone to by myself. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I went to the Hall H panel. And uh, they they had announced like I, so they came out and they were doing the thing for the movie and they announced that they were going to record everybody uh, cheering for the crowd cool. scene in uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, that and is so, we had so to shout, awesome! And so we had to shout like Derezd and Rinsler. Um, and then at the end of the movie, it says uh, special thanks to the Hall H uh, Comic Con people. Wow. So when you watch it, do you do you point that out to whoever you're watching it with? Hell yeah, I do. I'm pointing it out to you guys right now. <laughs> I mean, that's freaking awesome. That's yeah, way awesome. So, like I said, uh, I love Tron Legacy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think I can. I, it, I I don't think I can technically put that on my IMDb page, but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, I just thought uh, you would appreciate that, really that cool. Spencer. I do appreciate that a lot. That's really cool. That is way cool. All right, now it's dinner time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Take, Take care. care.